Kaleche in Inacho's having a party. This week's episode of FPL Surgery is focused on the upcoming blank game week and our headlines are game week 29 picks. So game week 29, that's the blank game week we're going into. And we also go through some some free hit teams. So me and Josh have put together a, a free hit team if we were free hitting. And then our guest has got an actual free hit team as well. Welcome back, FPL Surgery listeners, to episode 207 of the FPL Surgery podcast. We're recording. It's early evening on Monday, the 15th of March, just an hour or two before the Liverpool against Wolves game. And this game week's taken all the game week 29 planning, thrown out the window with varying degrees of injuries for popular blank game week players such as Bamford. We've had Byrne, Son, Saka, and then Pep rotated like never before in that 3-0 win over Fulham. Um, So we've got a lot to decide on before Friday's afternoon's deadline. And as always, I'm here with Josh. Hi there, Josh. Evening, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good. It feels like we haven't podded for a while, but I think it's not actually been that long. No, it's, uh, it's nice to do it early as well. Uh, you know, evenings are getting lighter and warmer and whatnot, and uh, just got one game left of the game week. Just one game, so it's, ba- it's basically it's the Mo Salah game tonight, and obviously by the time this is released, um, people will know the result. What are you expecting? I almost don't want to say because um, actually I'm not going to say because like I said, by the time this comes out, it's it's redundant. You'll make yourself look stupid either way. Yeah, exactly. That's so th- thanks, thanks for. It. I mean, do you want to put in a prediction? Um, <laughs> I think he'll. I think he'll get a return. But I don't think he'll get a huge haul. The only way I can see him getting a decent haul is if he's playing through the middle. Um, if he's playing normal position on the right and as part of a three with with Mane and Yotta, then I think it'll be maybe a, a single a single return. Yeah, and this week's guest, he's a member of Elite 64 and has six top 10k finishes, three top 5k finishes, with his highest being 1,093rd. He goes by the name FPL Big Bear on Twitter. So please welcome to the podcast, Rami Labib. Hi, Rami. How's it going? Hi, Rich. Hi, Josh. Everything's going well. Thanks, chaps. A um, few technical issues before we uh, we started, but no, we're uh, we're all good. So thank you uh, for having me on. I'm uh, I'm excited to get going. No, we're we're pleased to have you on, and especially especially when you're when you're free hitting this week as well. I mean, is that is that locked in? Is that definitely happening? Yeah, I pulled pulled the trigger uh, Sunday night, Rich. So yeah, it's uh, it's all in. So a real life case study. I know you boys are going to throw throw out what you uh, what you would do, but you know it's nothing like an actual real life case study in the house to focus the mind, as they say. No, exactly. I mean, it's a lot easier to say what we'd do when we're not the ones actually actually doing it. Yeah, I mean, how how's your season been going so far? Obviously, you've got a great record. I mean, you're in the elite sixty four. The season's going okay. Uh, Rich, I'm, I'm at about uh, 114k uh, at the moment, but I've, I've kind of I feel like I've squandered some chips uh, in the last couple of weeks. Principally, I blame this podcast actually because I knew I was coming on, and I wanted I desperately wanted to push propel myself into the top 100k, um, which hasn't quite worked out. So I kind of wild carded in 27, that didn't w- work uh, as well as I'd hoped. Um, and um, yeah, this this week myself. Um, you know, 42 points I got. Um, uh, did uh, Aubameyang to uh, Bruno Fernandez? So I did the uh, Aubameyang to Fernandez hokey cokey game week 27 wildcard on Aubameyang. Lost me two points. Got Fernandez straight back. He didn't get any points. Um, and so yeah, I'm. Um, I've still got my free hit. Uh, I'm hoping to try and kind of kick on. You know, hopefully finish in the top. 
50k, but I'm not sure what else is really achievable given that we've only got eight or nine, I think nine, ten game weeks left. So yeah. I, I mean, hopefully be all right for that. There's yeah. still, still a quarter of the season left. I, I'm never, I'm ever the, uh, I'm ever the pessimist. My mates will tell you of uh, when you play this game as long as I have. It's, um, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm always kind of downplaying. But you know, let's see. If I have a good free hit, you know, hopefully net. You'd like to think you could net 20, 20 on non-free hitters if if it goes well. Um, you know, that's a bit of a platform that'll get me into the top 100k, and then you if, know, if Brian get a clean sheet, you're talking, you're saying, <laughs> Don't, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, yeah, spoiler alert, yeah, no, there's quite a lot going to be uh, hinging on what um, what Potter's men do at the Amex, and indeed what Parker's men do uh, do at the cottage. All these little injuries have probably actually helped you as as someone free hitting. I think it's made the chip a lot more valuable as well. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I, I concur. You know, um, you know, part of my strategy from kind of basically playing the the wild card early in 27 was I looked at it and thought because I was locked into free hitting into 29, attack 27 and 28, and then had a decent exit strategy from 30 onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have, you know, I didn't have at the time lots of Villa players or lots of Leeds players or lots of Spurs players, uh, and I felt that that was the kind of way to go. Uh, and I think in terms of the, you know, as you say, with the the injuries, it kind of opens up doors for me. And also, you know, I think I think personally the play on the free hit, and I'll talk about it later, is to go for the clean sheets, principally Fulham and Brighton. And it doesn't sound spectacular, Ooh. but I think that's the I think that's the uh, sensible play. So you know, oh. the likes of Bamford, when the likes of Bamford pull up, you know, frankly, I am sat in front of the television, kind of rubbing my hands a little bit, um, you know, because I think that makes the clean sheet more more viable. I think you're going to like my free hit team. So I can't, I can't wait to get to that now because I, I haven't seen either of your free hit teams. It's going to be but, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. It, it will be. It will be. But I, I also, one thing I like about your strategy is you've got ahead of the curve with the you've got two Chelsea players. Um, obviously, when I wildcarded, I didn't have free hit, so I couldn't look to bring those Chelsea players in. So definitely ahead of the curve there because a lot of people are looking at those those guys now. Yeah, I mean, the Rudiger one's a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it, right? You know, 4.6 mm. million. He looks nailed, albeit the week, you know, the week I wildcarded. I wildcarded Rudiger and Mountain, and neither of them, who I both thought were nailed, started. So it just shows you really can't second-guess Tuchel. Um, but at 4.6, Rudiger, if he plays, is great because he's, you know... Yeah, he's, he's one of the best it. value picks in the game. Yeah, that, and, if he doesn't, and if he doesn't, Josh, he, he, as you know, he's not going to come on. So you're not, you're not going to have to worry, sweat about attempt, you know, one-pointer, really, with Rudiger. Although... Although when um, when Zuma was down, I remember you you saying that you wanted Shaw to come off the bench for you that week, um, and I remember when um, Kurt Zuma was down, I thought, oh, here we go. I was sweating. I was, I was rather sweating. And then it was Thiago <laughs> that was warming up. I was and, rather um, sweating. Yeah, I was like, please, Kurt, get up. I can't have this 14-pointer sat on my bench. Didn't look good either, did it for a second? But yeah, he because um, Mount, I think Mount was already on or was or was due to come on anyway. So yeah, it was um yeah you got away with it and Zuma battled on. I think that's the big difference between Rudiger and someone like Reese James. You just know Reese James is going to come on for, for a little cameo if, if he if he doesn't start. Um, but if we move on to your team then, Josh. I mean, how's how's your game week been? Uh, pretty awful, if I'm honest with you. One of my worst of the season, I'd probably say. So I'm on um, forty points um, plus Salah um, tonight. So um, Captain Kane and rolled my transfer. So um, pretty um, pretty poor. So I've had a 
if if I do get a red arrow this week, which I think I, I, I will do, I, I don't think Salah can um, can. Bearing in mind, I only own him. I don't I haven't captained him. Uh, I don't think he can he can give me a green. Um, there'll be three three reds in a row, which um, which is not good. Um, and I actually feel like where it's gone wrong really is is actually Harvey Barnes is um, getting Harvey Barnes in for game week twenty six. Not only did he only get one point in game week twenty six, but then He's obviously missed, um, you know, he's had, he's had a decent um, a decent amount of time out being injured. Um, and it's meant that because there's not really been any replacement to get for him that I've fancied, I've, I've had to play Adam Lookman um, against Liverpool and against City. And it's made my team quite weak. Um, and, yeah, so I feel like, obviously, if I had have had Barnes, particularly with um, Leicester smashing um, Sheffield United 5-0, you know, probably would have been in a lot better position. So yeah, it's probably been that the main reason why there's been a bit of a downturn in my um in my sort of in my rank and uh and, and climbing at the moment really. You're you're hovering around this about the same mark as well, aren't you? About the hundred hundred K. Yeah, just outside hundred K. Yeah, me and Rami are yeah. very 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 close together. He'll obviously um you know uh, probably get into the top hundred K with his free hit this week. I would have thought. I'd hope so. And also, just with Harvey Barnes and Lookman, I'd rather have I'd rather have them than Ricardo Pereira and Saka. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so my game week, I mean, it's been a good game week. I'm I'm all out on on 58 points, but it's been it's been odd because 26 points of those were Vardy, and the rest of it was a bit of a nightmare and it's kind of set me back for for game week 29. So I'm not going to complain. I'm over the moon. Vardy got 26 points as my captain, but I had Saka went off at half time. Ricardo Pereira went off at half time. Son didn't even make it to half-time. Luca Dean got one point again. So, I mean, my team did badly, but Vardy did very, very well. And, I mean, it's the most important chip, isn't it, the old the captaincy? Yeah, it's, it's a perfect example, isn't it, of the fact that, you know, you see it all the time, you know, on Twitter, and it's it's exactly right. If you get your captain right, you're literally more than half of the way there. You can, you know, Everything else is just, you know, semantics. Especially when it's a differential captain as well. You know, if you're if you're sat in if you're sat on the template captain that you know a lot a lot of other managers have gone for as well, and he's they're over 100% effective ownership, and the rest of your team's done badly, then yeah, you probably won't have a great week. But when you've got a differential captain like that, when when other big captains have failed, then yeah, I mean Kane and Bruno were the big two really, weren't they? Um, I considered Cancelo, I considered Salah, but for me it was really mainly between Kane and Bruno. It was just, it was just and the big just the fixture with Leicester. I mean, if anything, you know, going in a 5-0 win, I had Ricardo and Vardy. I mean, I'd probably expect more points if I'd seen it was 5-0. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Get... I'd agree with that, particularly I'm, I'm, with yeah. Pereira in the position he's been playing in at the moment as well. I think what's what's gone well on my wildcard, I mean, I, I was about a millionth, wasn't I, when I, when I wildcarded, and now I'm about 600k. And it's been going without Bruno and Salah and just nailing the KDB and, and Vardy captains because obviously they're the kind of players that I could get in avoiding those two and obviously saying that now Salah's going to score a hat-trick and then my arrow will turn red um like we mentioned there's been a lot of injury news this week so Alan FPL diagnosis he's sent us through a bit of information on injuries obviously a lot of people may know already he's a he's a medical is that a term medical doctor he's a doctor of medicine so yeah he's, he's given his given his views on on the injuries Okay, guys, I'm back with some news for game week 29. I thought I'd talk about some injuries here. We've had a few 
to key players in game week 29. Of course, Youngmin Son went down with an apparent hamstring injury in the first half of the North London Derby. We saw him quit running in the middle of a sprint and afterwards he was holding the back of his thigh, typical for a hamstring injury. As I've talked about before, recovery time is difficult to predict unless we have the actual MRI results. Hopefully, we'll hear Mourinho mention something about it ahead of Spurs' Europa League game against Dinamo Zagreb, which is, of course, a game where I'd be pretty shocked to see him play. The good news is the Son has had one other recorded hamstring injury back in September of 2020, and then he recovered in six days. And now we've got a week to the Villa game, but with the information we have at the moment, I'd say it's a bit less than a 50% chance that he starts in game week 29. He has been called up to the Korean national team. That could also be a part of some strategy to not divulge too much information to Spurs competitors. Another player with a confirmed hamstring injury is Arsenal's Bakayoko Saka. And we have no video of this injury, which makes it a bit more difficult to judge. It appears it was more of a discomfort to me though. Um, and not an actual tear because that will typically happen when the hamstring is lengthened during running just before you plant your heel or when you turn in a new direction and uh, this feels therefore to me more like a precautionary substitution where he felt that junction of the tendon and the muscle being sore and he was at risk of an actual hamstring tear. This, of course, hopefully means the recovery time is shorter and he could well be back in time for Game Week 29. Whether he's picked to play is another matter, of course. Another big talking point is, of course, uh, Patrick Bamford. And uh, the lead striker went up for an aerial challenge with Antonio Rudiger. We can see footage where Rudiger's knee comes in pretty heavily on Bamford's left glute, which has most likely caused him a dead leg. The impact of the knee causes uh, ruptures of small vessels and muscle fibers in the glute and therefore a small bleed. Uh, initially, you can see him feel the impact, but he tries to continue playing and slowly his movement becomes, his movement becomes more limited because the, the bleed slowly grows and the swelling increases. And the swelling limits the range of movement. And you can see on the footage how hampered he becomes almost uh, second by second. The good news here is that even for a large bleed, uh, the recovery time is about six days. So he should have uh, enough time to be able to recover in time for game week 29. I think that's the three biggest uh, talking points covered. If you have any other questions, my DMs are open. And uh, like you all, I'm hoping for some information from uh, press conferences, but I'm not holding my breath. Back to you, Rich. Thanks a lot, Alan. And I believe we've got Alan on the podcast next week. And Alan, of course, is a, is a patron of the FPL Surgery. And if you want to join the FPL Surgery Patreon, please Google FPL Surgery Patreon or go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. A huge thank you to all of our patrons. These include Ron Frosk, Ross from FPL Merch and Andy Portlock, because they're pledging at the highest tier to so get an extra special mention each week. So our first headline, it's game week 29 picks. And I think because we've got so few fixtures this week, I think we can go through each game. Maybe we can give a score prediction and maybe the, the picks, you know, best. I want to say best picks, but the players we like the most 
um, in those games. Obviously, there's no guarantee they're the, the best picks. Um, so should we start first of all? It's the Friday night kickoff. It's Fulham against Leeds. Um, we come to you first, Rami. I mean, first of all, what do you think the score is going to be? And are there any particular players you'd, you'd be targeting in that in that fixture? Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, I mean, I'm backing Fulham here. I think uh, Leeds, Leeds of late, and, and you know this season generally speaking, are a little bit. Um, you know, all fart, no poo, you know, pardon the phrase, but if you look at it, Leeds failed to score in four of their last five games. Fulham, before they played City, five clean sheets in the last seven and conceded two in the last seven. So I, I'm, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, one, I'd probably, if you had to, if you push me, I'd probably say one nil Fulham. Are there any particular players you'd, you'd be targeting from, from, I assume you'll be targeting players from Fulham then, for example. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, part of the strategy for me on, on free hit is to kind of, you know, to make ground up. I think you've got to kind of go for um, against the template. So I think, you know, most template teams will have heavy leads backing here. For me, I think in terms of what Fulham do best, it's defending. Clearly, they don't score too many goals. So, so I'd be saying, you know, I think Ariola stands out, Anderson um, and Aina, probably the, those three, I think, are the, are the best three to go for. Yeah, nice. And you're right. A lot of people will be non-free hitters will be forced to play their leads, these players and just just hope for the best, really. Um, I mean, Josh, what, what do you think about that game? It's a tough one to call, isn't it? I mean, I think, yeah, Fulham look fantastic at the moment. Uh, Ram is definitely right. They are a better team defensively than attacking-wise. But I do think they've got the players to to trouble Leeds. Um, I could see mm, a tough one, maybe 2-1 either way. Um, I, think there'll be, I think there'll be a few goals in it. Um, it'd be interesting, actually, although they play very differently now, Fulham, is to look back and see what the scores were in the championship last season, actually. Very different um, teams now, though, especially, are, Fulham, especially Fulham. Yeah, they don't rely on Mitrovic like they, they did before. No. But um, in terms of in terms of players, I mean, I could potentially have five players in this game playing for my team, um, which is, um, I don't know whether that's a good a good thing or a bad. Um, so I've, um, I've got the choice in goal of either Martinez or Ariola. Um, and then I will definitely be playing um, Dallas, Ailing, Bamford, obviously, if he's fit, um, and Lookman. So, um, yeah, I, I, it could be a, a difficult one to know what, what way I want it to go, really. Um, but other picks, I mean, you know, I think I think Fulham um, have got, yeah, like, like like Rami said, I think Ariola's great. He's a great keeper. I mean, he... he, he could easily play at a much much bigger club. Um, I think I, I like Anderson, like he said as well. Good goal threat from set pieces. I think that of the attackers, I think Lookman's really the best pick. Probably the only pick, just because there's quite a lot of rotation amongst the other ones. Like I, re- I love Loftus Cheek. I've always been a massive Loftus Cheek fan, and I really really hope that he can kick on at Chelsea uh, um, next season. But he's just not really getting the minutes at the moment. He keeps getting pulled off early. Um, and as for strikers, um, we saw the other day, obviously Madger didn't play. Mitrovic has not been playing at all recently. Um, and then as for Leeds, really, I think um, defensively, I've obviously got Dallas nailing. I think Dallas, don't really need to say say much about him. He's uh, he's obviously the, the fifth highest scoring defender this season, so he's, he's been doing great. Um, I think Ailing's been very, very unlucky. Um, and then other than that, really um it's just 
Rafina and um, and Bamford if he's fit really. So you said two one either way, but I want you to pick one. <laughs> I'm gonna go two one Leeds. Two one Leeds, okay. Just purely because I think that they. Because you own their players. Is that right? <laughs> well, yeah, but I own their defenders. Don't yeah. know, but no, I don't know. I just think um, I think they'll be they'll be up for it. I, I was quite surprised by the result against uh, the, the City result against. Um, Fulham that they put three past them you know with no reply so um but I think that might have rocked them a little bit yeah maybe. see I, I'm with their the, momentum a little bit yeah. see I'm with Rami here I think I mean I know Leeds look better away from home they're obviously not having to play on that that awful pitch but Fulham they, they've been impressive and I, I think I'd go 1-0 or 2-0 Fulham I'm going to go 2-0 Fulham I, I fancy Fulham to get a result here and I'm, I'm quite envious of people on free hit for that reason I think, I mean, one thing to add, um, I think, you know, if Bamford is ruled out, I mean, they struggle to score goals anyway, as far as I can see Leeds. You know, they always create a lot of chances, but they don't seem to score too many. Now, I think if Bamford is out, it increases the chance that, you know, I, I might even go from a, a double up, potentially to switch it and go triple up. And, and you know, in a way, I almost feel like they potentially, if Bamford out, has, have more chance of keeping a clean sheet than Brighton do. As daft that would, as that sounds. Yeah. No, it doesn't sound daft at all. I mean, that, that would be a re- way to rise if you're looking to rise completely back against, you know, what the template is. I think they've been um, a bit blunt recently, Leeds. Um, but I wouldn't say they nor- they normally struggle to score goals. You know, you normally expect them to score every game. They're a sort of team where I'd never normally be excited about starting a defender against them. But yeah, recently it seems to have, you know, maybe maybe they are tired. They always talk about this, this period of the season where Bielsa's... Players get a little bit, you know, tired. I don't know if, if that's the case or not. I don't know. People say that and then Leeds win comfortably the next yeah. week. They're, they're, quite, like, they're like, quite hard to predict, aren't they? I think it was like when they beat Southampton. I think everyone spoke about it before and then they beat Southampton 3-0. Yeah, and I think yeah. Rafina. I mean, if you've got him, I think you're happy happy playing him. I mean, I am happy playing him, even though I think Fulham, Fulham will win. But I have to say, if, um, if, if Bamford is ruled out, I, I really would I really would go for Rodrigo on the um on the free hit. I think it's just an amazing differential that no one else will go for because he'll probably Bamford will only be ruled out for a week older thought. Um and but if that is the case, Rodrigo, two percent ownership, great player. I think that would be a really nice pick. Yeah, yeah, nice. And then just to show how bad this game week is, so after that Friday night fixture, we have to wait 24 hours so for the next game, Saturday evening. We've got Can Brighton you believe this week is bef- this game week is before a two-week international break as well? No, let's not try I mean, and think of it because this is going to be... A- <laughs> it can make you do silly things if you realise we're not going to have FPL for a while. Um, yeah. The next thrilling game is uh, Brighton against Newcastle. So at the Amex. So again, we're coming to you first, Rami, if that's all right. What, what do you think about this game? Yeah, of uh, blind optimism in uh, Potter's men that they're going <laughs> to uh, they're going to shut they're going to shut Newcastle out um, and finally finally um, you know get get some. I know they beat Southampton at the weekend, didn't they? Which is actually a good I think a good thing for free hitters. They're probably going to take a bit of momentum, I think, into the Newcastle game. And in a way, Newcastle getting that point against Aston Villa probably to a degree takes a little bit of the pressure off them um you know again it sounds really boring but I can see this being a a very narrow um home win again I'd probably say you're looking you're looking at a one a one niller to Brighton which obviously now that I've got three Brighton defenders means I'm I'm you know going to be soaring up the uh table chaps the uh, the overall rankings 
It would be. I mean, if if that goes if that goes your way. So is that so you've got is this going to be in your in your free hit team? I'm guessing you've got the this is players. this is my free hit team. Yeah, I mean, not okay. to spoiler alert on the others, yeah, but yeah, I've right. kind of I've got yeah five five across the lot, so I'm I'm going big defence. It's always going to overlap anyway. I mean, do you know what I'm realising? My free hit team, my fantasy free hit team is I think it's very similar similar to what you're thinking. So I like I like this. Um, so would it just be defenders you're looking at for Brighton? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I can't see. Yeah, I can't see anything past that. I mean, did um, I saw Welbeck? Welbeck got 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 a return, didn't he, at the weekend? I think Trossard, but they're they're just too. Um, you can never quite work out who he's going to play, possibly going forward, and they they just frankly don't score enough goals. So, so I just think the value is in in the defence. Yeah, it's quite a fluid formation as well, and players seem to move all around the shop, don't they? I mean, you had Veltman, he was playing as a wing back. Then I think he was a left centre back for a little bit after a couple of subs were made. Um, Trossard's all over the place. Really hard team. Really I saw, hard team I saw some stats on Veltman actually. I think Veltman is Veltman not playing wing back, wing back or, or um, right side where he was playing um, right back. He was playing right back, and then I think he went to left centre back for a little bit um, yeah. partway through the second half. I think he's I think he's got some decent stats actually in the last um in the last few game weeks, you know, shots in the box and, and touches in the box, Veltman. So, you know, his price at four point three, you know, I just don't think you can look past him really. Yeah, I'm to- I'm torn because obviously I'm torn between Veltman and Dunk because Dunk, you know, he's a hundred percent nailed starter, club captain. Whereas Veltman, it just because I'm not on a free hit, it Are feels we talking like torn for your free hit, your fake free hit, or torn actually bringing them into your team. So I'm talking about my actual team. So for game week yeah. 29, for that Brighton game. I just feel just, like this week, if you're bringing in players to get to 8, 9, 10, whatever, or 11 even, um, going into the game week, I just I just don't know about targeting defenders. I know there's likely chance that they'll get a clean sheet, yes. But, you know, a lot of the players are going to, they're ceiling six. Why aren't you targeting attacking players who have got more likely chance of... Of, of actually scoring big. It all depends what chips you've got left. Because someone, I mean, you've got your wildcard still, Josh, whereas I don't. So if I bring in a Brighton defender, they're perfect for this game week. They're also perfect for game week 33 when they play Sheffield United as well. Mm-hmm. So that it really, a lot of these players and what we do all depends on, on our chip strategy. And that's why I'm torn between Veltman and Dunk, for example, because Dunk's obviously more expensive, but, you know, he's 100% nailed on. It seems like Veltman, you know, he's 80% nailed on. He's been playing consistently, but you could still have Alzati playing at wing back, for example. Mm, so I, I think just... you're, yeah, I don't know, Rich. I think you're overthinking that one, to be honest. I think if you've got if you've got the funds and money's not an issue, I just think you go for Lewis Dunk and yeah. move on. I think I it's agree. straightforward, that one. I said the same to a mate this week. And the thing is, he's on free kicks as well. And um, if you look across the whole season, so obviously Veltman's been playing more recently because Lamptey's been out for ages, but... If you look across the whole season at purely at defenders attacking statistics and purely goal threat, I'm talking not creativity, obviously, but if you look at, you know, um, uh, goal attempts, shots in the box, big chances and shots on target, Dunk is right up there for all of them. And on top of that, he's got free kicks. Um, you know. However, if you're not free hitting and you haven't got your wild card, the only weeks you're going to want to play Brighton defenders are 29 and 33. So I think if about, you can get what, to... about 34 to 38, they've not got anything else. Not really. I mean, they've got Leeds, Leeds, Leeds at home. Leeds at home's a, a, a decent fixture. Um, you know, even Wolves away. Yeah, I've got my eyes on 
better players. I mean, I guess we don't want to get in too far down the line, but I see my Brighton defender is going to be my fifth or maybe at best a fourth defender for me. So spending 4.9 on that, that's why I think it is worth considering. Because, I mean, there's so many other good assets. I don't want to go into them all now, but, you know, we've got Chelsea, we've got West Ham, we've got the City players still. Um, The only thing I'd add add to it, Rich, is looking at it here, is that from game week 15, Dunk between 15 and 28 has got four league goals in the space of 13 game weeks. That's a pretty good return for a centre-half. Have to be quite lucky if I only want to play him in 29 and 33, though. True. Yeah, right. I agree with Rich. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, thinking, he's right. thinking with a different hat on. That's the I mean, thing. That's the thing. Let's, let's be honest, Veltman, Veltman is the Stones stroke Loughton pick of this week. You know, he's the cheap one. He'll probably be the one that um, that hauls and everyone will be, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, Well, yeah, we'll <laughs> be left there with spending the money on Duncan, not getting any, uh, any return from it. I do agree with you both. Though. I mean, if money's no object... I'd go Lewis Dunk, you know, every day of the week. Uh, I think they're the only two, though. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think what Ben White really offers anything, and um, he's a good, good player, but not from an FPL perspective. No, I'm going to go nil nil. The reason is, it's, this is a six pointer, so we all look at it and go, yeah, Brighton. You know, they've got great XG, great XGC. They're really underperforming their stats. Steve Bruce will turn up there knowing that this is huge and that they cannot lose this game. Um, and for that reason, I think he'll just park the bus a little bit and Brighton won't won't play well against that because um, who parks a bus against Brighton? And I think he'll, he'll really try and just, you know, he knows that he's going to Brighton um, as opposed to they've got them at home. And um, yeah, I think yeah. it'll be nil-nil. I think it'll be a real boring watch. I won't be going anywhere near it. Even <laughs> now, but I'll be doing something else on Saturday night for sure. Nice. I've got this down as a low-scoring game as well. I've got it down as a, as a Brighton one-nil. Um, and I mean, is there any interest in any Newcastle players from either of you, like Lascelles, for example? No. 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 <laughs> I think no, um, I think enough, you know Rami's, Rami's hit the nail on the head. Is Brighton Brighton goalkeeper Sanchez or or Brighton defenders? Um, you know, I think if you're feeling like you wanna, if if, you, if you've got nothing to do on Saturday night and you want to watch the game. Get Trossard and have a bit of fun if you want a free hit. But other than that, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother with anyone else really. I think there's, no. um, there's not a great deal of quality on uh, on offer. No, I think you're gambling if you go for the outfielders. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you could go for a more, more pay or something. Dare I say it? But I, I wouldn't feel confident. You're really interesting as well. Who's, who's going to be on pens for Brian? We haven't got a clue, really, have we? It'd be incredible if, like, Dunk stepped up or something because he's bearing in mind he's on free kicks. Yeah, I mean, I always thought Grace might be on penalties or... He missed I mean, one, more, though, didn't he? Yeah, because he, he was always on penalties, you know, when he had that wonder season a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, but like you say, he, he did miss one. So I'd expect it's him, but, yeah. Let's let's move on. So our, the third fixture we've got this game week, so we've got two on the two on the Sunday... Um, so first one is West Ham against Arsenal. Um, so Rami, um, what's your score prediction? And do, do you have any or like any players from this fixture? I think this one's going to be a low-scoring one again, chaps. I don't think this game week's <laughs> going to be pulling up any trees. Um, I think both teams have uh, again better, probably better defensively than than they are going forward. Um, you know, mm-hmm. score prediction, I'd probably say one-one. I think uh, assets-wise, I think it's difficult to look certainly on a free hit to look past Cresswell I think his um, even if he doesn't keep a clean sheet his set piece threat is you know demonstrable you've got Craig Dawson just like leaping like a salmon at absolutely everything he's probably not a bad bet in there as well um, probably Jet, I like Lingard the one who I 
had um, and was if you'd asked me two three weeks ago I would have said absolutely nailed on to be in my free hit team with Antonio but he, he looks really kind of lethargic and tired actually last mm. couple of weeks and I brought I him know. in for um, I brought him in for DCL for the Leeds game just because I thought it wasn't it was just perfect a perfect fit for him as a game I mean his his um his xg is huge um and 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 was even at the end of last season um but yeah he has looked he looked a bit of a passenger hasn't he the last couple of games the leads the leads one in particular I mean you know the United game you know United are always going to dominate the ball you don't expect too much from him but when I wildcarded in 27 one of the main reasons is I thought Antonio Antonio at home to Leeds, I thought he's really going to get after this and it just didn't play out like that at all. No, it's, it's a strange one with West Ham because they've got so many assets as well. I mean, I mean, what's happened to Suchek? He was he was all the rage a few weeks ago, wasn't he? And now it's Dawson that, keeps getting in his way. That's what happens. Dawson's scoring at both ends of the pitch as well. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be that those two are the two main threats at set pieces, but they, they always seem to be sort of clambering all over each other rather yeah. than... Uh, I guess that's why Cress. Well, I guess that's why you know Rami mentioned Cresswell. Um, mm-hmm. Why he's why he's invaluable because at least you're getting those assists, or generally getting the assists from from set pieces. Um, so I mean, Rami, are there any Arsenal players you're looking at at all? Yeah, I mean, I've got Aubameyang in my current draft, but to, to be honest with you, what what I had thought was I was really obviously this, the disciplinary issue yesterday. What I thought actually was that Aubameyang would play the North London derby, would play in the Europa League, and then would probably sit out against the Hammers. But now that he's kind of had his rest, you know, um, despite the fact that it was kind of for disciplinary reasons, I think he will play in the Europa League, and I think he'll be straight back in. For the, so, um, so where yeah. are you at with your um, hokey cokey with the Bamiang? So you had him in your wild card, took <laughs> yeah. him out, and now you're bringing him back in. He's on my free. <laughs> you're proper doing a dance with him. Yeah, aren't you, I right? am. I am. Yeah. He's. Um, <laughs> and then he's going the following week. He'll be gone. He'll be gone again. Yeah. I mean, oh, but he's yeah. he's the only one. I mean, I did have Saka. I've got Saka currently on the bench, but he doesn't. You know, he doesn't look like he's going to be fit. I think you know, I'm basically backing at the moment. I'm looking like. Based on what I've got in my team, I'm backing the Hammers to get a result. Albeit, you know, I do fancy a draw, so I could really do with West Ham winning that game. Josh, what do you what do you think about that game? So West Ham Arsenal. If I was free hitting, I think it'd probably be the game that I'd avoid because I think it's too tough to call. Um, I think that you know we we've we've all had some good opinions on Fulham Leeds and Brighton Newcastle, but I think this one's a tough one. I think it'll again I could see it being like a two one either side. I'll go two one West Ham. I, I don't know. I just I kind of like I, I don't look at it and think oh yeah you know West Ham will score a number of goals or or or, or, or equally the Arsenal. Well, I, I think both teams will score, so I wouldn't personally target any defenders from either. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, nothing overly exciting here, in my opinion. I think it's, it's, it's yeah, it's the toughest game of the weekend from a prediction perspective. It's lucky we're not marketing these games because we're not making them sound making them sound <laughs> oh, very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Are we? I won't watch the Premier League. It's the best league in the world, <laughs> honest. Even in, the in Newcastle on a Saturday night, they're probably sat in Spain. It's you know nice and warm, La Liga. They're watching like you know the uh, you know some. It some... probably is worth touching upon as well that obviously we're recording on it's Monday, isn't it? We're recording on Monday. Um, the deadline's on Friday, but obviously there's Europa League games on Thursday as well. So Arsenal yeah. will be kicking off about eight. I think it's five to eight. Uh, no, five to six on Thursday, Thursday afternoon. They're at home, um, aren't they? So that's at, that's in their favour. 
Yeah, but it just, I mean, so a lot of opinions on players could change, you know, depending on, on team sheets as well. And I mean, that's obviously the same for Spurs. Um, I've got this down as a one all. So again, I can't really. Oh, you and Rami are literally. Are we like... in, I was going to say, Rich, are we in cahoots? It's almost I like think... we compared notes before. Get a room, get a room, boys. I feel like I should have screenshot my wildcard. Um, sorry, my free hit team before as well, mate, because it's going to look like I've just nicked yours. I, I think from what from from everything you've said like so I, far. I feel like I didn't get the memo. Yeah. I'm just ticking yeah. them off. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. No, I, I can't. I can't really split this one. I mean, Arsenal did look good against Spurs. They looked really good yesterday. Saka again. He's in my team, but. And I'd love to have him in my team. And he's going to be a headache if we don't get clear news about, you know, what's going on there. But I also agree with you, Josh. I think it is one I'll probably try and avoid. I mean, Lingard, yeah, you... I think he, he might be tempting. And, and I like the Cresswell shout. I still like Soufal. He's been putting up the numbers, um, just not getting as many assists as, as Cresswell. But let's not forget, Soufal didn't even start playing in the Premier League until I think it was game week four. So he's not had quite as many games to get to rack up the assists. Um, and he's been unlucky a couple of times. I mean, he hit the bar, didn't he, a few weeks ago, for example. So I do still like Sue Fowl. Um, but I think that leads us on to, our, to, our, to the final game of the game week. Um, so the fourth game. Uh, we've got Aston Villa against Spurs on Sunday night. So, Rami, what do you make of this one? It's interesting, Josh. That, I mean, I, I think this one's just as hard, really, to call um, as the West Ham Arsenal game. I, I think if you'd have asked me this before the North London derby, I'd have probably said Spurs, given the way um, Villa have been playing, Spurs will, will win. Um, but they just don't seem like they play with any conviction away from home. You know, it was remarkable really yesterday that it, it took 15 minutes to go and being down to 10 men to show any kind of attacking flair, aside from obviously the wonder goal from Lamella. Um, so I don't know. And Villa, and Villa is strong defensively, but going forward, you know, can't really hit a barn door, can they? You know, Oli Watkins and co without Grealish, is, you know, they're not that attractive. So I'm struggling with this one almost as much as West Ham Arsenal. I think, you know, there'll probably be a few more goals. I'd probably say 2-1 two, two, Spurs. <laughs> I, I'll, we'll get to my prediction in a second, but I think you can guess what, guess what it is. Um, okay. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, Josh, what, what's, your, what's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to go 3-1 Spurs. I think Grealish will be back. I think Villa will look better attacking-wise. But I think um, yeah, I think Spurs will, will have the better of them. I'll go 3-1 Spurs. I think um, from a picks perspective, again, obviously, if I was free-hitting, I would avoid Villa. Um, Spurs, if Sun's fit, I think why wouldn't you have Kane, Bale and Sun? Um, if Sun isn't fit, I think um, Ali's a really good uh, option instead of him. Uh, so Kane, uh, Bale and Ali, um, because obviously Lamella's been sent off, so he's suspended. Yeah, um, he was looking think, like he could have been an option yesterday until he got sent off. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I would presume that the three behind Kane with no Sun and no Lamella would be... Bale, Ali, and Lucas Mora. I would presume. I, could, I so, agree with that. I think I, I, I can't see Deli Ali not playing in the in the absence of Son and uh, Lucas. Uh, sorry, and yeah. uh, Lamella. I, I can't see there's any way that Ali can start. Mourinho said post match the you know they've they've got a good link up with each other and they so they should do. They've been playing together for years. So um, yeah, I think he'll do it partly because of that as well. He'll know that that you know. Obviously, Son and, and, and Kane have got a great link-up. We know that. But if Son's not available, I think Ali's a, a great deputy to come in. 
Yeah, and I've got I've got two one as well, but I've got two one if there's no Grealish, and then I've got two all if Grealish does play. Again, I mean it's it's just so hard. I I mean I do think Spurs win this. Um, if if Grealish isn't playing, it's just a shame they don't have Son. It's just a big shame they don't have Son. Um, I I don't fancy the Spurs clean sheet though. So I mean, would either of you no. look at the Re- Regulon for example? No. I just don't even think you know if he's going to play, do you? You know, that's that's, that's the first true. thing is that you've got yeah. half of the battle is to get him on the pitch, <clears throat> and he didn't play particularly well. He hasn't really impressed me overly in the last couple of games, so you know you wouldn't be surprised to see Ben Davies rolled out. Um, I think the only thing, the only time you maybe consider Regulon is if Sun was out, and then you go Regulon, Bale, Kane. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't excite me. Same with like West Ham defenders this week. I, I can see both conceding, and therefore. Like, you know, I'd stick with the, the Brighton boys and, and maybe, you know, some players from the first game, either Fulham or Leeds, whatever side you you feel was better to sit on, really. Yeah. yeah. So the, only add, the only thing I'd add on the uh, on the Villa piece is you both have referenced Grealish and, rec- and, and you know, rightly say that, he, you know, we think Grealish might be fit. But do you think Dean Smith plays with Grealish from the front, from the start? 100%. You know, he's been out, he's been out for four weeks. Do you not think he just cut, he's, a, he's a kind of impact on he, 60 minutes? I think he would have played at the weekend, but he was ill. Um, I think you know that was what the reason why he didn't play. Is that right? I didn't. I didn't know that actually. So do, we, do we definitely think he's going to be? Fit? He's definitely right and ready to go. Then really, should we think for game week twenty nine? I, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I <laughs> I, I, yeah, I expect I <laughs> him. I expect him to play because he's obviously had a little I don't know illness of some sort. And um and yeah, I think he'll be back out there training this week and he'll be he'll be pumped and, and up yeah. for that. And um, you know, they are a different side with, with him in the team. It's a bit like Crystal Palace without Zaha. They kind of lack that sort of momentum attacking wise without him carrying them up the pitch really. And they've had what, one win in five in the league villa, but they're only only four points behind Spurs, obviously with a game in hand as well. So you think it's quite a big big game for for Villa. That sounds mad, doesn't it, when you say that? Oh, it does, yeah. It does. And like I said, there's a game in hand as well. So it is it's is a pretty big big game for Villa. I mean if Villa can win that, they're right on right on Spurs heels again. Um mm. I think the other thing is as well, like if we knew Grealish was ruled out, El Ghazi's been benched a couple of times now, so maybe he's not one that we can look at. Did you see how many shots he had at the weekend? It's it's ridiculous for shots it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. And it's... He, yeah. He's just, yeah, just his shot volume is huge. I think he'd be one I'd chuck in. If we knew Grealish was out, but then also well, knew that El Ghazi was actually going to play. Traore is um, injured, isn't he? So he, I think he injured his hip, was it, or something like that? And uh, so I think there's a, there's even a chance that if Grealish is fit, they play El Ghazi as well anyway. Um, and yeah, right, it's not the most attractive game against Spurs. But yeah, his shot volume, you know. He's a, he's definitely an exciting player to own. He's a bit like a Trossard, really, in that in that sense. You know, if you're watching the game, if you're watching the game and you're on a free hit, those sorts of players, you know, you're definitely going to get sort of, you know some decent shots away and some excitement. Yeah, and we've got a couple of questions on on this headline as well before we move actually on to the free hit teams. So Ron Frost on our Slack channel says, how many players should you aim for in game week 29 before you save a free transfer for 30? Who should you triple up on? Um, so if we come to you first, Rami, I mean, if you if you weren't on free hit, how? Because I'm assuming you're going to be aiming on free hit for 11 players. I mean, how many players <laughs> would you be content with? 
I'd be, I'd be doing it wrong, Rich, wouldn't I, if I didn't get 11 players out on the free hit? <laughs> you mean you're yeah. not getting Salah and Bruno? <laughs> no. no. Um, so much money in the bank. You just yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, so, so my thoughts on this question, I've kind of read into it that Ron Frost didn't have his wild card. And I think the only thing I noted here on, on my notes was, you know, Villa, Leeds and Spurs have got a really tasty game week 30 fixture. So... Unless you've got three of them, I'd be getting one more. You know, if not even just, you know, even if it's a bit of a punt in 29, because you don't think actually they're going to necessarily get points. Their, their game week 30 fixtures are pretty good. So personally, I think, you know, get, get, after, get after Villa, Leeds and Spurs. Certainly if you've, um, yeah, I think get after those, that those three teams is the ones I'd go for. It's a very good point, actually, because... Yeah, I might not fancy Leeds that much this week, but that fixture now against Sheffield United in, in game week 30, I'd be scared not having you know at least yeah. two, possibly three leads. So for people not on free hit, that's actually, yeah, I could see why you'd want to actually still go for the leads, if not just to get a body for this week. But yeah, looking looking a bit further beyond that, I like that a lot, Rami. I mean, what, what's your take on that, Josh? I think eight minimum is what you want to be aiming for personally. Um, I think if you, you know, if you're looking at, it all depends on what what happens for game week 30. If we get a double game week announced, then potentially. Um, that's know, that, looking that's looking unlikely now. For yeah, me, based on Ben saying, Krillin's tweet. Yeah. So, yeah, it's strange though, isn't it? Why that's not happening? I mean, I, I actually thought the reason why it wouldn't happen 28 uh, was because it was prior to. Everton playing at City in the FA Cup, and I thought, oh, Everton are, going to, are not going to want to do that because they're going to want to be rested um, for the for the FA Cup. Um, but I, I don't know why why there wouldn't be a reason for it happening in thirty. So that's that's interesting. But yeah, I'd say eight minimum is what you want to be aiming for, and then you know, obviously, if you're playing the long game and you've not got your wild card, then then definitely, you know, it, it's fine to roll a transfer as we've as we've just simply said there there's they're not particularly great fixtures we're not looking at it as a high scoring game we we're not looking at it as you know a, a game where there's going to be lots of halls so you know i wouldn't i would i would look at your team and look at your future game weeks and go right who who you know what's going to work for me not just for this week but f- for uh for game week 30 31 etc it's funny though because I, I know this game week's not predictable, but it doesn't mean that some random player is not going to go off and you know do a John Stones in a you know like score score a brace in a clean sheet. So the more players you get in, the more lucky you can get. But I think yeah, you have to try and not. Like, I was going to have ten players without a hit this week, and now it's looking like I'm going to have eight because of injuries. And I think yeah, I think I agree with that. Eight eight's all right. It just depends how much you want to gamble, really. Um, we've got a question on Twitter from FPL Teach Mode to Andy. Hi there, Andy. Um, do you think chasing 11 players for game week 29 is a bad idea? I've got nine. I think that's fine based on how teams are performing that are playing that week. So kind of like what we just said. But what do you think, Rami? Yeah, I think Josh, Josh is a, Josh's summary is a pretty good one. You know, you don't want to railroad your team for 29 uh, if you can't kind of wildcard out of it. You know, the only thing I would say is it kind of depends... Uh, you know, it depends who that nine, that nine is. Now, you know, I noted here on my page, if you haven't got Harry Kane, who, you know, I think let's let's be honest, you know, the world and his wife is going to captain Harry Kane this week, and rightly mm-hmm. so because he's red hot. Um, apart from and, Rich, <laughs> wait, wait but, for it. 
Another 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 uh, captaincy shout but, that he won't he won't end up doing. But 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 my point being is that you know I would be saying get Kane. You know I think it's pretty simple. Cover the cover the, the obvious captain. Um, and then other than that, I think yeah nine's fine. Yeah, Cap- captain's always the main thing. So I I, I agree with that. Should we should we move actually on to the free hit teams then? Let's yeah, let's do, do it. it. Yeah, and we we're, we're, we're do yours last, Rami. So. Should we start with mine, Josh, and then we then we move on to yours? Yeah, go for it. Because I think mine's going to be quite similar to Rami, considering what he's just said. Anyway, so I've got I'm going for a four four two. So triple Brighton. So Sanchez, Duncan, Veltman. Then I've got two Fulham defenders. So I've got Anderson, and I've got um, what's his name? Tosin. I can't yeah. pronounce his other name. Um, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes Tosin anyway, so we we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, then I've gone for a Bamiyang and Bale as my premiums in midfield. I've gone for Jay Lings because I mean he did take. I know he missed the penalty, but he did take a penalty the other day. Lookman, I think that's yeah. I I, I mean he looks so good. I mean he terrorised he's terrorised Liverpool the, like a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Absolutely. Poor Nico Williams. And then I've also gone for Kane and Watkins up front. Watkins was the only one I wasn't 100% sure on. It was really tricky that spot. But yeah, four four two, triple Brighton defence, double Fulham defence. I just think it attacks the fixtures the way I see them going. And obviously, it is a risk you're not going for players like Martinez who are highly owned. But I've just tried to completely ignore, completely ignore ownership and just go oh, for. You've got it this week, yeah. Yeah, go for what I think. The only one you don't happen. want to ignore ownership on is probably Captain Kane. It's probably the only one that you need to think about it because. I think his his ownership will be huge this week because of the captaincy. Um, I mean, possibly, and, but then unless, recent template captains haven't gone very well, so we no. See. Unless um yeah, unless there is a viable option, which we'll obviously uh, we might get to later. later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so we move on to your team now, Josh. What's the free hit team that you've toyed around with this afternoon? I know you're having difficulty with it based on well, your WhatsApp messages. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't really very. Um, I didn't find it very inspiring. There, no. The, no. the, the choices on uh, I mean I remember game week um, 18 when when both myself and you Rich free hitted um, yeah right it didn't really you know it wasn't that beneficial from a points perspective but you could at least spend the money um, so I've I've yeah, got an, I've got Sterling he got minus one point yeah <laughs> um, I've got my 11 here and I've got 25 million for my four bench players. Um, and I've tried to spend as much as possible. I've so got twenty nine point nine million. <laughs> there you go. It's nuts. Yeah. And 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 if I'm honest with you, I don't even think Aubameyang's essential by any means. No, I think if, I, I think agree. he's actually fifty fifty whether he, you'd even go for him because he's not based on his minutes recently, and also some some issue that he had pre pre the weekend um, in terms of uh, I think a bit of an upset with uh, with Arteta. So um, I'm, I'm going four five one. Um, so um, Sanchez of Brighton in goal, um, back four of Dunk, Veltman, Dallas and Ailing. So I'm favouring the Leeds clean sheet over the Fulham clean sheet. Yeah, very similar. Um, yep. <laughs> I've got to be very, very loyal to my boys. Um, and then midfield five of um, Bale, Sun, um, Aubameyang, Rafinha and Lingard. Obviously, I said earlier, um, even if there's no son, then I'd happily replace him with Ali and then Kane up front on his own. Very similar, very similar team. So should we get thoughts from, from Rami? Because obviously 
you're actually free hitting. Before so. before we get there, Josh, I was going to ask you: is um, have you got some sort of commission deal with uh, Luke Ayling? Because every time I listen, <laughs> every week you banging on about him. Oh, no. What is well, the obsession? Wait, wait for the, wait for the differential pick when it comes to the end of the pod, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, right? To be honest, I've been on him and I've been on him and Dallas since game week two wild card. Dallas has obviously been incredible for me and. If I'm honest with you, Ailing's barely played. It's been two premium defenders in Dallas all season for me. But Ailing is so due and it's going to happen before the end of the season. And I'm just <laughs> hope and pray that I play him whatever the week it is that he scores or gets an assist. Because, yeah, he's a decent if he, player. If he, goes decent. Th- if he goes 38 weeks after you've plugged him to 38 weeks and he hasn't got an attack in return, I think you're going to have to write a stiff letter to him. Yeah, yeah. I just hope he, I just hope if he does score that he that he that he gets his hair out and does some mental celebration because uh, um, I think his hair his hair came out the other day when he was playing and it literally looked like some like old school nineties Italian footballer around the pitch it was hilarious. It is how he celebrates. We've obviously just not seen that since they were in the championship. But um, he's also, I think, maybe that's why he ended up in my wildcard team. And I never thought of that before, Rami. That Josh just going on about it every week. Just yeah, <laughs> like I said, he's, he's barely played for me, but I think a lot of that has been more because he's been playing centre back, so it's been so easy to pick Dallas over him. If he'd have been playing right back, I think it'd have been a harder choice. Yeah, yeah. So Come on then, Rami, get yeah. the free hit out. Let's see Come what on, you yeah. got. Big well, reveal, yeah. You know, Rich, <laughs> can't Rich wait any longer. I'm at the edge of my complete. seat here. He's, no, no, no. Rich has completely stole my thunder. So yeah, on. Um, it's over. It's potentially overly negative, but let's let's have your feedback. So, so I've got Sanchez in goal, Dunk, Anderson, Veltman, Cresswell, Aina, Aubameyang, Bale, Lingard, Antonio, Kane. So what's that? Five, three, two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I like that. I actually do like that because I didn't like the. Actually, you've got two strikers though, because. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I'm that. not sure on Antonio. Antonio's the one I'm wavering on at the moment. I've got Deli go, you know, um, Ali. You'd go Sun, Bale and Kane, though, if Sun's fit, wouldn't you? Correct. Yeah, I would. But, but it, what, I instead of Aubameyang? Or instead of Lingard? Uh, instead of Antonio, probably. I'd probably play Aubameyang for the penalties. Yeah. Yeah, penalties were something on, I tried. You've got to be on the pitch, mate, to get to uh, score not think, a penalty. Do you not, okay, do you not think, though, Josh, given that he, he didn't start against um, against Spurs, that he's more likely to play now against West Ham? If you look at his minutes, right, he missed 26, um, played 27, missed 28. It's not looking good. I mean, there, there's obviously some spat at the moment with mm. Arteta and the club. Uh, they're clearly prioritising the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Lacazette's not been too bad this season either. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, put him in done... there because I just had so much money and I was like, I'll oh, sod it. And the worst thing is, you know, the thing is, is with, with him as well is, um, you know, it, it kind of, when you're on a free hit, you feel like you want to get some, you want to get some differentials that you feel have got a high ceiling. But what what's he really going to do away to West Ham, really? I can't see it being a great... Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. I think the thing to add as well about Aubameyang, the people who are thinking about Aubameyang, is, you know, when he sat out against Leicester, they played really well and they won. And he sat out yesterday and they played played pretty well and they won. I think Arteta does play like that, though. He's not someone 
that is like, no, 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 he's our best player. Like he will generally go with the team that's winning on the pitch. Um, yeah, so he, he doesn't really excite me in the slightest. But The last four games that he started in the Premier League, he scored five goals. Yeah, but... <laughs> I think if you're on free hit, because you're going to have a bench as well, I think you'd be silly not to go for someone like Aubameyang. But if he's on the bench, which he wasn't against Spurs, I don't think. Um, he was or, on the bench. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I wouldn't have thought he'd come on, but saying... But yeah, but they, they won, though, weren't they? They, they, they how, won against Spurs, how so many... they need to bring him on. How many penalty takers do you have there? You, you've got three, haven't you? If we, if we include Lingard as one. I'm not sure you've included Lingard as one. I don't no, think Declan Rice is taking the penalties. Take the next one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, OK, so you've got two then. So Because I was looking you've at penalty got, takers. Well, you've got They're, Kane and, and Aubameyang. Yeah, well, the, so, the funny thing is, though, you're looking at it right. You don't know who's going to take them for Brighton. Well, this do you is the really? thing, but you want as many penalty takers as possible, but a lot of them you can't predict. At least with Arsenal, you know that Aubameyang will take them if he's on the pitch. Who's going to take them for Fulham? I mean, they've all been missing them as well. Leeds, if Bamford doesn't play, Clitch well, needs is, to be this on is, the pitch. This, this almost backs it up why you'd go for Aubameyang, because you've got, you've got a penalty taker. I mean, just get Declan Rice. You know, <laughs> Caballero takes him, doesn't he? I think for Fulham, I think he, he'd be the yeah. one. I think who would take it. He, he's not. Yeah. He's not actually a bad shout. Oh, I don't know. No, I agree. I don't think. I don't just think feels, he's just shout. feels awful. I, I, what I think is a good is a good route, um, Rami, on yours is is essentially going for the five five defenders that you think are most likely to keep a clean sheet, and then just basically filling the attacking spots with as premium players as you possibly can. Yeah. So the likes of Sun, Bale, Kane, Aubameyang, you know, then at least you're looking at your team and going, okay, I'm actually spending the money here, and um, you know, got players who have got ceilings and them, and who have got the likes of set pieces or penalties or whatnot. Um, but it is, it is, I, I did it and I was looking at it and I thought, God blimey, I don't envy anyone with a free hit. No, that's why no I, I like that five at the back route. I, I mean, I thought going four at the back was a bit crazy. Um, why not? Why not go like when five. Why not? Why not get rid of Creswell and go triple Fulham if you're that confident? Why not go for Anderson, Ainer, and Tosin, for example? Because <laughs> I'm just not have that confident. Triple Brighton, triple Fulham. You're absolutely laughing if they both keep a clean sheet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I quite like, in a way, Josh, I quite like the, I quite like the Creswell pick because I feel like even if they concede, I feel like he's the kind of player who can get the assist and his ceiling right his ceiling is about the highest of any defender ceiling in this game this weekend like if he gets an assist or clean sheet and a clean sheet you know he's 12 points and he's more than capable he's got the most assists of any defender so he's more than capable (laughs) you're setting josh up here to say that about dallas and oiling you realize that (laughs) brilliant so we'll move on now to the iceman's piss break which is sponsored by fpl merch and then we'll be back for some questions All right, mate. Oh, hey. Having a good night? Uh, yeah, fine, thank you. I'm just watching the game. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. Do you like mugs? Um, What, like receptacles? Ah, yeah, like coffee mugs. Yeah, mugs. Do you like them? Uh, I suppose. Well, mate, if you play FPL, there's this guy right on Twitter called FPL Merch who makes mugs exclusively for those belter managers who finish in the top 100,000, right? I'm talking... 10k 
50k, 100k, and I'm drinking out of one right now that I got from last season because I did so well. And I don't drink out of anything else. Are you interested, my friend? Um, no, I'm alright, thanks, mate. But if you get a top 100k finish, then why not celebrate with an FPL merch top 100k mug? Mate, no offence, but you've been the weird guy in the pub toilet. Only £10, our brilliant mug to mark your brilliant season. Seriously, don't worry about it. Thank you, but I've got to get back to the second half. <sighs> He'll be back. He'll be back. Welcome back, listeners. And we've got a lot of questions this week uh, for you, Rami. So we'll we start on them straight away. So they're all on Twitter. FPL Dinosaur, to start with, has said, Blank game week, I can field eight players without taking a hit or use my free hit. Is there a better use for the free hit later in the season? So I guess, Rami, you've had to make this decision and, and you made it. I mean, did you see this as the best best time to use it? I did, but, you know, it's obviously team dependent. But what I would say is I feel like it depends where you are and what you're doing overall rank wise. So I'd say if you are, if you FPL dinosaur are kind of embedded in the top 10 K and you've got all the template players, I would just say, you know, take it, get your nine out and just, just play, just play as you go and, and perhaps keep it in your back pocket. Um, you know, 33 seems to be muted because Spurs don't play city don't play. You could potentially cover it that way. Whereas I think if you're, perhaps where I am or, or, or lower you know, and you really want to make a kick, I would be inclined to play it because I think it's kind of high risk, but potentially high reward. Now, you know, run through my team. It's entirely conceivable that my team, uh, you know, would actually be outscored by a team with eight or nine who cover, for example, Watkins and Bamford and Rafinha and Martinez. I, you know, I could lose out to them, but equally if, the games go the way that I think they go, I could potentially be sat on a kind of 20, 30 point windfall. So I think if you're chasing and you're looking to make big gains, I'd play it now. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. And it is always a worry with someone like Martinez um, because I I was rotating him with Johnston early in the season. You just see what Martinez can do. Um, But we move on to a question from FPL Express. So what is your greatest ever FPL moment and what is your worst ever mistake? Look forward to listening. (laughs) So <laughs> yeah, so I do know the FPL Express. Um, yeah, so I'm laughing because because I know him. I'm picturing him asking me that question. Um, <laughs> I've only actually I've only actually covered um, the mistake. And as desperately sad as this sounds, I, I really struggled with the first question. I have played for 15 years, but I can't <laughs> actually pinpoint the greatest moment. I think that's quite a difficult question. Um, but I do recall there was a, there was the one season. It's probably about three years ago. I was in the Waitrose uh, car park, and the wife was going to get a couple of bits. And um, it was triple captain time uh, in a double game week. Uh, and I was on Aguero. It was Aguero, if you boys remember, it was Aguero. He, had, he was at Newcastle, and then they went to Stamford Bridge, and he scored that early hat trick. And I was on Aguero. I was on Aguero, and then. <laughs> As uh, all bad things, anything that you do in the last 15 minutes to the deadline always ends badly. And I literally found myself on my phone just flicking to Anthony Martial, <laughs> which oh, must have cost no. me 50, 50 points. Because um, I think he <laughs> sat out one of them, actually. And I, I was driving, actually, when Aguero scored his hat-trick. And I was actually physically shaking as smashing with the... Uh, obviously, it was all... Yeah, it, was not, it wasn't good. <laughs> Basically, don't, don't... You know, the moral of the story is... Um, 
don't ever back Anthony Martial over Sergio, prime Sergio Aguero, and don't ever touch your team in the 15 minutes up to the deadline. Full stop, the end. No, that's... <laughs> no, stuff like that is awful. I mean, that's why I try and set my captain like the day before and just try try and force myself to be stubborn. Because, yeah, that, I mean, stuff like that, so, especially a 50-point swing. Oh, it was big. It was big. It was season. It was season-ending season stuff, you know. So I just kind of dusted myself off, and, and we went again in the summer. But yeah, it was it was season over. What about what about best ever uh, FPL moment then? Can you think of any any that stand out? I'm, I'm really struggling, Josh. I, don't I bet, know. I I bet the one like... K finish was quite nice. Yeah, but that's actually a funny story, actually, in terms of where that ended up, because I was actually in the th- this is actually the one of the worst moments as well. And also linked to Anthony Martial, oddly, because <laughs> he, um, I was in I was actually about 500, about 500, actually, into the final game week, into game week 38. And um, I had Riyad Mahrez and Leicester were playing. I think it's the season they won the league or, or went very close to winning the league. And they went to Wembley, I think, to play Spurs. And it just looked, um, I just felt like, and Martial, I just felt he had a, he'd had a rest and he, they had a plum home game. And again, I took, I went on Martial and I'm pretty sure that Leicester went down to, you, you might remember Josh Rich, but they, they definitely went and scored, I think five, was it four or five that game or something? And he literally hit about 15 points. Uh, sure. Marit, maybe even to, more. I tried to blur Anthony Martial out of my brain most of the time. Yeah, so that that's so I ended up at one thousandth, but I was you know I was probably set for a kind of you know even even higher than five hundred. So the fact that I kind of choked on the um, I choked on the top one k and I, and I've like, I've not got anywhere near since. So yeah, I mean it's not the worst choke. Uh, I, I I know no. what you mean though. You always want to finish game week thirty eight on your highest possible rank, and I mean it's very hard to do that. Um, yeah, I do sound I do sound overly negative. I mean, I had the uh, you know the, the, the little things like I, I was at last season. It's fresh, isn't it? I had the Salah. I was on Salah for the triple captain. I know Josh was on Mane, and that, that was the, that was the fifty point swing in my in my favour. So those, it's when those moments go for you that kind of it, it all it's all worth it. You know, all those hours of work. But yeah, you seem to remember the worst ones. I don't know why, but that's yeah. in my mind. They always stick. You're shopping in Waitrose, mate. Life's not that bad, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> See, but my, one of my worst ones was probably this season, which was game week one. I decided to go without Salah, even though I liked him as a as a captaincy option. I went for. A, I just thought Aubameyang can cover Salah. And I, I, I did the exact same. I did the exact same, Rich. You know, that's oh, forty points, isn't it? That, oh, somebody asked that question later. I think uh, there's, there's a question about what was the worst oh, moment. Oh. Easily that, you know. And but but actually there was no there was no um, doubt in my mind actually that that was the right play, and I was really mercilessly punished, as was everybody else who went without him. The thing you is, as well, you've recovered from it. I owned him. I owned him and didn't captain him. You know, I never, ever, ever had the plan to captain him at all. So uh, the way I looked at it is, you know, 20 points lost for not captaining him. And you guys, you know, really, Aubameyang was always my plan to captain. So I, I wouldn't look at it as 40. And it's it's not the same with the Salah, the Salah uh, triple captain last season. You know, it wasn't ideal, but I owned him. Um, and I think a lot of other people who triple captain Mane owned Salah at the same time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, was, it wasn't great, but it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't as bad it's not, as it It's not be. an ideal start when you've been tinkering for weeks on end and you see people with 40-point captain and you're stuck there with a barrier. Oh, no. And I uh, think the yeah. thing is, <laughs> what was nuts about it was was that two of the three goals were penalties. And, um, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, it's just a tough one to take, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I guess Vardy did get two lucky penalties that week with an XG of 0.00. So that that was when football was weird with all those penalties. So what's your greatest ever FPL moment then, Rich? My greatest ever? Yeah, and your worst. Uh, God, I mean, my my greatest one's probably triple captain on, on Aguero, but a different one. It was uh, when they were playing Arsenal, then Everton couple of seasons ago and he was very lowly owned and he got a hat-trick in the I think it was the first half an hour against Arsenal which was not the game I thought he'd get a hat-trick in and I remember I was in a German bar and I thought for the third goal I thought it was just a replay of the of the second um that was that was absolutely monstrous I mean that I can't remember I think I went from like 50k to about 2k in the space of about half an hour um, so that was probably the greatest because I think a lot of people had triple captain Sane who got a point that game week. Um, yeah, I was on. I was one of those. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry to bring that up, but I, that's also what makes what makes it good that a lot of fails happened at the same time. As sick as that is, um, worst moment. There's been a few. Uh, I, I guess that that Salah one stung for me just because it was game week one. It just set the season off with a horrible, horrible tone. Um, but yeah, that'd be mine. Um, so we move on. Did you do oh, yours, Josh? I didn't know. I was just oh, going to. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'll wait, wait patiently, you know, waiting for you, you to, you know, hear my uh, hear my story. Sorry, of, you, were, uh, you were talking about like waitrose and stuff for about five minutes. So I wasn't sure. <laughs> you know, it's nice to hear Rami's, you know, shops in these nice uh, establishments. Um, <laughs> I think greatest moment would actually, even though my triple captain record, I always talk about being so bad, was actually my first triple captain when I triple captained Alexis Sanchez when he was playing for Arsenal and um, got 75 points out of it. Um, so that was that was great. Um, worst ever mistake. I remember um, Wenger in a press conference said that Robin Van Persie was a major doubt. Um, and they played against Blackburn that weekend um, at home. And I can't, it must have been a really bad Blackburn, like maybe when like Steve Keane was in charge or someone like that. And uh, it was a major doubt. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get rid of him. And I'm going to get get rid of him. And I, I remember bringing in um, Denver Bar, captaining him against Newcastle. And um, Van Persie played and he got and he got a hat trick and two assists. And literally oh, no. everyone stuck with it. And um, that was on like the Saturday afternoon. And I remember the Denver bar was on like Monday night football. And I just literally had like 48 hours of just like, you know, what have I done? Hoping that Denver bar would do anything. And he got a goal and three, three bonus points. So but did he? That's all right. He did all right. Yeah. But when, when Robin Van Persie sat there on like, I don't know, God knows what it was like a 24 pointer or something like that. It was, it was, it was a tough one to take. And um yeah, never trust managers too much. If you're going to do anything, just take the captaincy off of him. Don't get rid of him. At least that was probably before live FPL and stuff, so you didn't know what the effective ownership was. At least you had to wait till like yeah, 11 that was, when the game updated. Yeah, that was probably yeah. how, how times have changed. Well, I've just remembered actually my biggest mistake, and I'll keep it really brief. Was um there was a Spurs Devil game week on New Year's Day once, and I got I had enjoyed myself a little too much and completely missed the deadline. But I think it was when Son um, Kane was ill, but Son did score. So it, it cost me some points, but it could have been worse. But yeah, I completely missed the deadline, had two free transfers and didn't have any double game week players. That, that was a bad one. Why, why do they have double game weeks on a New Year's Day? Right. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? Yeah. So we got another question from T-Zig. 
Uh, what was your thought process when bringing in Mason Mount? Yeah, well, Mason Mount. So Mason Mount joined, um, signed him in game week 27. Uh, pretty much kind of on the basis of he just scored that world he hadn't at Anfield and he he kind of got double digits. I'm just looking at him now. He kind of you know he's got near enough double digits three three in the last seven. I thought Chelsea looked like they were going to click and lo and behold, um, you know 27 comes around and he started the previous seven looks as nailed as they're going to get and uh, he's benched. So. Um, you know, I thought I thought they obviously have got a really appealing fixture run. Everybody's twigged that from kind of 30, certainly from 30 onwards. So I just thought he was the one to have. He always looks the most bright. But but he, you know, he's a bit of a fire for me now, I think. You know, the worry with Mount is that he, you know, you're not sure he's going to start. And he's going to get you the obligatory one pointers, isn't he, when he's not playing? Because he's unlikely to get zero. So he, he's a, you know, I will hold him, obviously, but. I mean, Josh will be able to talk more about what it, how much he thinks he's going to be rotated. Interested to hear his thoughts, but mm. I am worried about Mason Mount. What, what do you think, Josh, about Mason Mount? I mean, would you rather have Havertz, for example? I'd rather have none of them at the moment. I think, um, like I think, I think I said it last pod. I think Chelsea great picks from a defensive perspective, and really Mendy, Azpilicueta, and probably Rudiger. Um, but yeah, attacking wise, I wouldn't go anywhere near them at the moment. There's just so much uncertainty, so much rotation. It's worse than City at the moment, and um, <laughs> a lot worse, isn't it? Even yeah, the and I think actually yeah. <laughs> Havertz entering um, the conversation actually makes things even worse for for picks like Mount. You know, Pulisic has now started playing a little bit more. Same with Zayac, you know, and then. You know, Werner's being left out again. It's like just can't keep up. So um, I think when I, I think when I wild carded into Jack game week twenty seven, I don't think you know the emergence of Havertz, Josh. I don't think he'd actually started getting a shirt, like getting his shirt and starting. Whereas actually, uh, I mean, almost he, as it, never, yeah, he had a really bad case of COVID apparently, and that's kind of I say derailed his season. It never really was on the track, was it? But um, he, um, you know, I don't think it's helped his season um but he's just taken a long time to get to get into the league really obviously looked good against Everton and then um sounds like he had the chances against Leeds but didn't didn't really uh make the most of them so yeah I I, I wouldn't go near any of them at the moment personally I'd probably yeah you've got Mount stick with him I think um he's he's the most nailed of the attacking players at the moment and they've obviously got great great run of fixtures from game week 30 so, yeah, stick with it, but I wouldn't be transferring anyone in personally. Uh, we've just got time for a couple more questions. So there's one, I think this is quite personal to you, uh, Hules Dominguez has said, do you regret moving out Stones and Concello in your wildcard too? Uh, he's actually my neighbour, Jules. Um, oh wow! So he's again. He's he's, smir- <laughs> he's smirking, no doubt, over the road as as I'm answering this question. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, do I regret it? So the context is uh, on wildcard. I, I lost Stones and Cancelo for the double game week 27. Um, I thought I could get some upside by going Diaz and actually went Edison in goal because I, I knew that I knew that certainly for the Southampton game that there'd probably be mass rotation and also City play. If you look at City's schedule, I know they covered this on Match of the Day, but but it goes deeper than that. It pretty much, if you assume City are going to get to the semi-final of the Champions League, which is a pretty good assumption, City play pretty much every three days, three, four days from now until May, um, you know, into the depths of May. And I just thought, I don't want the nerves of the 
you know, his stones in, his Cancelo in. So I just went Edison um, and I went Diaz. And obviously in 27, I was I was banking on Diaz to, to get a clean sheet in the second game against Southampton. I captained him and, and didn't quite work out. But so, yeah, it was a bit of a sickener when, when you know, Cancelo assisted stones in... Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's, that's what I had and I kind of give it away. But I, I, I do stand by it. I think... Over the course, it's not going to happen. That's not going to happen every week, is it? Certainly not Cancelo assisting Stones or vice versa. So I do think it will, you know, it probably come out in the wash. They probably end up about the same. Um, so I don't know. It, it's a tricky one. It, it's, it's kind of a. I've been slated a little bit for it because it is a bit. It's kind of negative. You probably noticed I'm quite negative by my five at the back. What, <laughs> what do you guys think about losing Stones and Cancelo? I mean, minutes-wise, it makes perfect sense. And when I wildcarded, I did consider it was a. You know, it was between Diaz and Cancelo for me. I was never going to go for Stones. Um, it was either going for the nailedness of starts or the attacking threat. And, I mean, Stones has been, you know, he's missed minutes. So, it's just, I think it's just pure bad luck. And it's just, it's just a horrible outcome, isn't it, when the point swings that big? Like, what do you think, Josh? You know, I understand why you did it. I mean, I've never liked Edison as a pick. I've never liked any premium goalkeepers, but I understand why you did it just for the, the nailedness of clean sheets and, and knowing that they're going to be there every week. Um, so, yeah. Just unlucky, they, that's when they dried up, just as you got him in. Yeah, and equally yeah, that, that, that there yeah. was that attacking return that they both got in combination. And like you say, is it going to happen again? No. How many set pieces does Cancelo take? None. The reason why is because... There was no one else on the pitch that normally takes them, like De Bruyne, Mares, Foden. So it was just mm. unfortunate that he was on that one, and that one was converted by the other player you stone, you sold. So, I mean, yeah, the, the 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 percentage chances of that happening was so 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 slim. So, um, yeah, it's just always about like logic in this game. If you if you've if you've gone with logical decisions and you keep going with logical decisions, then you'll get them right nine yeah. times out of ten. I was actually thinking, so I wildcarded 26 and only went for Cancelo as a defender. And in game week 27, I was thinking I've made a huge mistake not going for Diaz over Cancelo, for example. Because, mm. I mean, Cancelo only got one point. So, surely he's he going to get... He's, he, yeah, maybe. I mean, he's going to get... You know, we, we all know, like, Zinchenko's playing very well. Walker's playing pretty well. Mendy's back. Um, and, 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 you know, one thing I've also thought, I think there's no... I think... It's safe to say Stones and Cancelo are first choice, in my view. They certainly are at this moment in time. Now, City will probably wrap the league up, I would have thought, in the next you know, four or five games. Uh, you know, and once they do that, you know, do they start? does he start prioritising those two in the cup, in the cup games with you know, Laporte yeah. playing a bit more in the league? That, that's, again, my, at the back end, I think. It's and also, Aki's, Aki's back, Garcia's back. So there's a, there's, there's, there's a lot that's... more... There to yeah, Mendy started again. He would not started since like game week thirteen. So mm. I think I think um you know I see why he did it, and I think maybe with with all wild cards you can never judge them on one or two weeks. You've got to give it probably four to six weeks, and then come back and go right. How's it gone? You know how many green arrows I've had, etc. And also you know what regrets do I have from it? And mm. obviously that right now feels a bit sore. But I'm sure that, yeah, I think, you know, they definitely will get prioritised in the Champions League f- for sure. And it'd be very interesting to see what their draw is. I don't think it makes any difference. No. I think they'll prioritise them, whatever the draw is. But, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see who they get in the next round. 
Yeah, and it's it's a good point you make on City with the rotation. It's part of the reason I was happy selling Gundogan last week. I mean, obviously I wasn't happy until I saw the team sheet, but I think it probably is the time to we can look at dropping down to a couple of City, um, or maybe even you know go as cheap as possible. But we we'll move on. We've got one more question. We do. Uh, so FPL Zero blog. Hey there, co-creator of is it Ice Mandic Legends here? Slack subscriber, but appalling participant. Sorry for all of that, but how do chip owners take advantage over non-chip owners at this stage of the season? PSU boys have done the pod proud. So, Rami, um, how do you think... I mean, you're obviously taking advantage by free-hitting free hitting this game week. I think you've got... You know, I think you, we, we might as well focus the, the, the answer on, on the free-hit. You know, I think from my perspective, it's... um. How do you get the upside? It's quite simple. You've got to just break the template when you play your free hit. Yep. Now, everyone's got Leeds, everyone's got Villa, everyone's got Spurs. Now you see mine. You know my free hit. I've backed Spurs obviously to going to go in. You know they've got they've got the best attacking assets in this game week. So aside, but aside from that, I've left out Villa and I've left out Leeds. So it's about trying to break that template and take a few risks. It might blow up completely in my face, but. You know, equally, I could could get a, a a healthy return from it. So, so that's what I'd say. Just just kind of go against the template. Yeah, and it's a less risky time than doing it. I mean, obviously, you could do it on wild card, but you're, then you're stuck with it. But it's just a one week thing, isn't it? And then you're back to, well, you're not that actually that template, but you're back to some template players mixed in with these with these Chelsea guys. Uh, what do you reckon, Josh? Um, I'm just looking, just talking chips in general. Really, I think uh, it's great to go against the template. It's it's easy. Um, to go with the template and I mean I've done that this season really with playing my triple captain in game week 19 and playing my bench boost in game week 26 but you look at times when people have gone against the template I mean last week um, I know Tom Freeman um, who you guys have probably heard on on uh, the FPL wire um, recently who who had a very very successful um, bench boost. Um, I think he. I'm just having a look at his team now. So he he bench boosted, and then I think he got over 30 points. Um, Ariola, Lingard, Maitland Niles, and uh, and Craig Dawson. Um, and he got a game week uh, score last week of 114 and a game week rank of 26k. So if something's well thought out and you've gone against the template with the way you're doing something. And, and by that, it was really just bench boosting that week, let alone the players he had. It was, it was actually just bench boosting in a week when other players weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, he absolutely rocketed. Yeah, um, he's, he's also gone. He, cause we wildcarded at the same time. I think he's also gone without Salah and Bruno. I think, I think I'm right in saying that. Yeah, you are. Yeah. 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 So I think, um, you know, it's, it's that sort of thing. Like Rami said, go against it. But again, I'd say the triple captain, and we had this conversation last week, and um, obviously I've got my views on it, and it'd be interesting to hear what Rami thinks. But with the triple captain, um, you know, you, you could you can just go with a lower own player, um, and there will be like, say for example, game week thirty two, Spurs get a double, and it's Southampton and Everton as we expect, um, and you know everyone everyone's on Kane, he's got an effective ownership of one hundred and fifty percent or whatever. I think if you do target a um, a much lower um, lower owned triple captain, then you are more likely to reap the rewards if it comes off. So it it means captaining someone that everyone else isn't captaining. But if it works, like you, Rich, with your Vardy captain this week, if it works, it, it it's great. And so I would just say, yeah, like Rami said, just go against the template if you want to. 
surge up and you know you just it's just risk for reward though that is the way i'd sum it up um so that sums up we we had so many questions this week i think that's partly thanks to you rami but thank you everyone that asked the question sorry if we didn't get around to you know each and every one of them um we've got some feedback from fpl rookie 48 he says gonna stick this on while sitting in the bath that's nice um never listen to a pod in the bath don't know about you boys is that why you wanted to get this this feedback in, Josh, to, uh, to find out our pod listen habits? Well, you uh, know, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting one. I don't even, uh, don't even have baths, <laughs> let alone listen to, uh, listen to FBL podcasts in them. I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm trying to sleep. I don't know. I like having music on. So, or musical. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? But, it does. That does. It, yeah. sound, it sounds don't quite scathing to one, the people. Don't, don't name which one you fall asleep to. I hope it's not yeah. listening to us anyway. No, no. I mean, after I've edited this pod, the last thing I want to do is listen to it for a third time. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where do you listen to pods, Rabbi? Do a bit of running, Rich. So, yeah, try and do a bit of running and listen listen to you boys and, uh, you know, a couple of others. So, yeah, out on the exercise, it's the uh, I find it's the best time to do it. Nice. See, if I, I did agree. that, I don't, I I don't listen to about 10 minutes of a podcast, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't be <laughs> worth it to me. Um, we'll move on to our part of the chat. So, of course, Mikhail Tokram's algorithm, you can sign up there, patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. And he's doing the Iceman's team. And so the Iceman's team, I'll read it out briefly. So he's got Martinez and Pope in goal. He's got Diaz, Trent, Stones, Stroik, Lauten. Salason, Rafinha, Gundogan and Basuma. And up top, he's got Kane, Antonio and Watkins. Um, Mikhail's feedback to James is due to your loyal saving of a transfer this week. You're running according to plan, following the transfer algorithm scheduled for Game Week 31 wildcard. Game Week 31 is chosen on the basis of the likelihood of Aston Villa Everton getting rescheduled, which looks unlikely now. And the fact Game Week 29 in general do OK for another week after this week's blank game week. So you are now on for a maximum of eight players for game week 29. Son is one of them, though. And if his injury situation reflects an injury as lengthy as expected, he is a clear sale candidate. If he's cleared, so Son's cleared, Gundogan is the weakest attacking asset being disposable short term. Due to a single strike in defence, there is also need for a defensive addition. On the buy side, any clearance of Grealish would make him the top, make Grealish top the algorithm as the preferred choice. In case he doesn't heal in time, Lingard, Aubameyang and Bale are the top ranked additions in midfield. In defence, your obvious call is for Stuart Dallas, who tops the short term defenders ratings. As money seems no object to your team in the short term, getting rid of the useless Loughton seems like the best idea. As as for any hits to bring in extra firepower, it simply does not seem to work for your team. If anyone's hit worthy this week, it's in most cases Kane only, but you are already there. So a few suggestions there for the Iceman. And we're also partnered with Fantasy Football Hub and have been given the exclusive sign-up offer code of Surgery15. So if you'd like to sign up and you know go through your own stats, go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk and you can sign up there using the offer code for 15% off. So that code again, capital letters, Surgery15. And of course, we are partnered with FPL Doodles at FPL Doodles1 is his Twitter handle. And FPL Doodles does the artwork for the pod release tweet each and every week. And you can see that at FPL Surgery. Transfers and captains. Now, Rami, we know you're already doing your free hit. I mean, how locked in are you, though, with, with, that, free, with that free hit team? I'm pretty locked in, to, to be fair, Rich. I mean, the only, the only questions I've got, I mean, Kane will be my captain. We've got the question mark on Aubameyang. I've got Deli Ali as, as on the bench. Um, 
you know, he, he might play. I'm going to, I'm going to mull over the, you know, the Brighton Fulham three versus two versus three versus three type scenario. Um, but I am going big at the back and I'm pretty locked in on Cresswell, despite um, Josh trying to tell me to get Luke Haley. <laughs> I, mean, I'm I haven't finished you, yet but... I haven't finished this pod's not finished yet Rami you wait I'll get you there I'll get you you're on the ropes mate I mean when, when Josh recommends a defender it's never gone wrong for me like getting in Trent or East James or you know never goes wrong but um, what, how, how are you looking Josh for this week uh, so I've got six players um, at the moment so I've got a goalkeeper choice of Martinez or Ariola. I've got um, Dallas, Ailing, uh, Lookman, Kane, Bamford and Antonio. Uh, no, that's a lie. I've got seven, sorry. Um, so I've got seven. So I can, I've got two free transfers, so I can get to nine very easily, um, unless Bamford's injured. So if Bamford's injured, um, then hit a bit more of a problem. As for who's going, really, definitely Harvey Barnes, finally, uh, who will be leaving my team. Um, and then as for the other transfer probably Salah so it'll probably be Barnes and Salah for um for for two midfielders so it could be Sun and Bale it could be Grealish and Bale Grealish and Sun something like that I think um and um and obviously I've got the wild card in the back pocket ready to use in the uh upcoming game weeks captain obviously Harry Kane no need to explain that one Nice, nice. And would that be goodbye, Salah, for the long term, or just until you pull the wild card? Just until wild card, I think. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Also, it depends uh, what he does tonight, because we don't know what's happening yet. That's so that game's just, just kicking, kicking off kicking now. Kicking off, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so my team. I mean, I had eight, eight. So I wild carded a couple of weeks ago. I've got eight players and two free transfers. However, two of those players are Son and Saka. So technically, I've only got six players now for the blank. So I can bring that up to eight. It's just going to be how how I do it. And to be honest, I'm mainly looking at defensive transfers. I was planning before the pod to roll Calvert-Lewin and Luca Dean through because I thought there was a good chance of a double in game week 30. That's looking less likely now. So I'm going to bring in definitely two players. I might do a hit and bring in three. And I'm going to be mainly be looking at looking at the defenders. I mean, at the moment, I'm playing a 2-2-1 formation with Kane captain. Well, I'm between two people for captain, as Josh oh. mentioned earlier. So I'm gonna, I, I said that to you privately off air. Um, I was looking at Lookman captain, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm probably going to captain Kane. But if I was looking for something else, it, it would it would be Lookman. I, Maybe I, get... I would, yeah, I would suggest you probably go with Kane on that one, Rich. Yeah, I don't this... think that one's that close. <laughs> to be honest, this, this happens with me. I've had an awful season, but a couple of captains have gone my way, and suddenly I'm getting all cocky yeah. and like. Oh, Captain the finishing Lee. ability between the two of them is a little bit different, I think. I mean, Lookman, Lookman does get in some good positions, but um, yeah, he can't hit a barn door at the moment. I mean, the finishing ability of Vardy was horrific this week, and he, <laughs> he still managed the hole. But no, no, it's point taken. I mean, he's not the best finisher. I think it would just be, it would be a fun captain, but I wouldn't want to root against Harry Kane either. So yeah, I think that's enough on that. I think Kane, we all agree Kane's a standout captain. But Lookman would be my my differential. It would be a fun captain if that's your idea of having fun. <laughs> Let's yeah, say that. That's true. That's true. Um, we'll move on to our differential picks. I've gone for Deli Ali. I think given the injury to Son, you know, it's fairly sure he won't be playing uh, Aston Villa and Lamella 
him being suspended, I just don't see that there's any option really for for Jose to to, to play Ali. Um, and let's be honest, you know, he's still he's, he doesn't go he doesn't be, become a bad player overnight. I'd fancy that if Ali if Ali plays, he, he gets something. So I've gone for Deli Ali. Yeah, no, it's no, I like that. And yeah, I mean, there's been times when Ali's been borderline essential. I mean, even parts of parts of last season, he was a lot more popular than Kane. Um, when Mourinho took over. So, yeah, I like that. I mean, if you weren't free-hitting, though, would you feel as confident getting him in? No, well, you know, I say that on a, on a you know, I think it's a, on a free-hit, it's Deli yeah. Ali. Um, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be, um, you know, I wouldn't be advocating going for Deli Ali if I wasn't on a free-hit. So, so that is an important caveat. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, to be honest, most of these differentials we do are players that, that we're not going to want to keep for very long, apart from maybe Josh's differential. Here we go. Drum roll, please. <laughs> right. The case for Luke Ailing. Here we go. No. So, yeah. Not joking. <laughs> I told you. I wasn't finished yet. So, um, so here we go, right? For the whole season, so game weeks 1 to 28, right? For expected goal involvement, right? Luke Ailing is seventh, right? Amongst all defenders. So it goes Cancelo, Trent, Robertson, Shaw, Creswell, Dallas, all household names, and then Ailing. He's got no goals, no assists, right? And he's the he is the he oh, is sorry. the I could edit this to make you sound like an idiot. I could just cut all the <laughs> he's got no goals, no assists. So go on, go Maybe on, go on Josh. <laughs> I wouldn't do um that. <laughs> he's the most underperforming defender, right? So his uh, his XGI so yeah so basically he's 4.05 with no returns so he should have four returns uh, minimum um, so he's actually the most underperforming uh, defender from an attacking perspective by a mile so he's due simple as that it's gonna happen would you cap oh, I'm then? not I'm just not I'm not having it at all today <laughs> just not having it would I he cap is? him no yeah. I wouldn't have no. anyone but Kane. We've 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 gone over that one, but I think um yeah he's uh he's definitely due an attack in return. I can't wait for it to happen. If he's in my team, great. If he's not, I'll just be happy for the man. Well, he's one of my only two at the moment. I've only got Conta and Ailing in defence this week, so I'm I'm expecting big things there, Josh. Um, hey, it could it could be it could you know we could be talking about it all next pod. It could be the intro. It could be the the, the uh you know a headline yeah. we could even title the pod luke a the luke ailing pod if he scores against uh fulham you, you get right you get right in an intro for me and then we'll see if we can use it mate um my my differential this week i've mentioned him already lookman 2.7 percent owned i've mentioned him a few times now so we won't we won't dwell on that but yeah your captain I, your captain lookman We'll see, mate. We'll see. <laughs> I'll, to be honest, I'll be, I'm going to sound like you, but I'll be happy just owning them. I mean, 2.7% owned. Rami, thank you very much for coming on. Where can people find you on social media? If they'd like to give you a follow, for example. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to shamelessly... Well, I suppose I am going to shamelessly plug myself. Thanks, Rich. Um, you should. Yeah, at, yeah. <laughs> at, at, F, at FPL Big Bear. Awesome. Awesome. Everyone, everyone give Rami a follow and... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to to your free hit, especially as as we were so so aligned. That's All like, I would say is I hope I hope if I mean I will I will probably tune in to, to both of the games given my kind of heavy defensive involvement. I mean, all I would ask Newcastle and Leeds, if you're going to score, just do it early so that I can just kind of do something else, you know, with my wife or something that evening. I don't want to have to 
you know, go through 90 minutes and then kind of sweating, you know, get, sweating yeah, sweat it and get it, get it at the, the end. The whole you know, weekend. Bit, yeah, I don't, I don't want that. Like, but, you know, first 10 minutes, early goal, put me out of my misery and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll trot into, uh, into game week 30. It is true. It's, do you know what? It is true because when you're watching a game with two or three defenders, you're quite stressed watching it. But the second the goal gives in, there's almost a sense of relief. Yeah, um, it's it's done. But it's, that's what, it. It would literally what, be turned. I would literally turn it off. I think you know, as soon as yeah. it's in, I'll be like, "That's that." <laughs> See you later. Andy you Carroll, that. Andy Carroll, 89th minute. That'd be perfect for me. No, uh, no. I honestly, I wish you all the best <laughs> with with your pre-hit. I'll, Thanks, I'll be rooting for it, that. even if Josh isn't. No, good <laughs> luck, mate. You, good luck. <laughs> come on, the Car- come on, the Carroll. Please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Please join the FPL Surgery Podcast League. The code for that, 439HW9. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit and Twitter. The Twitter handle's at FPL Surgery. You can subscribe on iTunes and remember to please rate the podcast five stars. Or you can email us, fplsurgerypodcast at gmail.com. And I think me and Josh are going to be, during the international break, we'll be recording the Patreon, Patreon podcast. Josh, you've just got one more thing to say. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod.